We're so glad you could join us. We're so happy that you decided to join us in our living room for game night. Monopoly. We love Monopoly. Um, Categories, anyone? Small disclaimer. We're going to tell you guys some stories that involve a lot of drug use. So if you're offended by that in any way, you might want to skip this episode. Because as you know, we are pretty bad Mormons. But... Most of the time we're good people. Yeah, I was going to say, sometimes I'm a real asshole. Lately, I kind of want to punch everybody in the fucking goddamn face. That's so funny, me too. Uh, COVID has really brought out the worst in everyone. (laughs) If I have to tell one more person to put their goddamn mask on, I'm going to lose my shit. Put your mask on. Put your mask on. Hi, could you please put your mask on? Hey, could you do me a favor and put your mask over your goddamn nose and mouth? No? Fine. Enjoy your shopping. I, oh, you have a disability? Please enjoy your grocery shopping. <laughs> You're a service dog? I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. You have, you have a fake... Uh, Medical condition? Sure. Come on in and infect all of us with your... Where's your me- or where's your, your vest? You don't have to wear a mask, but I want you to wear a vest and you're a service person. I got nothing. We've been drinking. A little bit. We have been drinking. I'm opening up our second bottle of wine, which I can already tell you is going to be not good. Oh, no. <laughs> we're going to have to get a different bottle. Um, this was given to me by my good friend Jim... Buy my bikes. Buy my bikes. And those who live in San Juan Capistrano know exactly who I'm talking about. Maybe it just needs to breathe, but it kind of smells like gasoline. Well, I don't smell gasoline, but I smell very herbaceous. Is that well, a good thing? Could be. Read the label. What's the label? All right. So this is a troublemaker red blend. Don't see a year, but it definitely has an inscription to our favorite troublemaker from John and Trish, and I won't say last names, and is dated 2018. So it's at least two years old, and if this isn't the kind of wine that's supposed to be, um, whatever. If it's ready to drink or if it should be cellared. Right. I have a... I'm taking myself to wine school, so I'm trying to learn a little bit about wines. I listen to her when she tells me about her wine school. I just drink wine. That's what I do. I, we may have already discussed this, but uh, I, I believe good. that I that we talked about um, us taking the bottle of Camus to Vegas and opening it right up. Well, <laughs> Did we, we talk about that? No, I don't think so. I think you and I have talked about it. but Yeah, we bought a bottle of the two, 2018 vintage of Camus because we're like, what's all the hype about? I think we did talk about this already, but that's fine. We'll talk about it again. Um, and we're like, it's good, like, but it's not like that great. not that great. Why is everyone going crazy for it? Oh, you're supposed to sell her that one. So I bought a bottle of it to save for my 50th birthday five years from now. Nice. Which, if I can keep it at the proper temperature, which is not the temperature in my room right now because it's balls hot. You know, it's not that bad. But I have to say, or you could be like me and do the exact opposite. And I was a part of a wine club for Laguna Beach Winery. I think they're still around, but I'm not a member anymore. And they had the most delicious, and I don't know if I'm saying this right, it's Meritage or Meritage. Meritage? I don't know. Whatever. I think it's Meritage. I'm still in wine school. Um, And I think that there's two different ones, and they're called, one is Meritage and one is Meritage. I have no idea. Anyways, it was delicious. It tasted of dirt and pebbles. Shit sounds French. And it was delicious. 
And it was, it was a Laguna Beach. I don't know where it was, where the vineyard was, but whatever. It was amazing. And I bought them out of all of the last of their things. And then I saved it for years to have with a nice dinner. And it was fucking ruined by the time I opened it. Because I had one bottle left and I was just saving it for the perfect occasion. And I made a really it's nice... It's hard to, I think stick, it's hard to know. save a cab too long. So maybe you got like one bad bottle. I think Meritage is like a blend. Anyways, cheers. I hope this doesn't suck. Let's taste it. I'm scared. Hey, it's better than the last bottle. You know that what? or I'm drunk. <laughs> Tell me if I'm wrong, but does this wine taste like beef jerky? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it has kind of a beefy, I don't know. But you it's know been a love? while since I've had a drink, so. Beef jerky, and now it does not. <laughs> Fair enough. But also, I burnt the top of my mouth, so tasting is a little difficult for me. What you have to do is you get it in your mouth, and then you baby burn it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's how the experts do it. Yep. Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> and we've lost Charlotte, so I'm taking over the podcast now. You're stuck with only me while Charlotte's dead on the floor. You're welcome, world. Oh, my God, I'm dying. So uh, what are we going to talk about on, on this episode of uh, Family Home Evening with oh, Beth Hermans? There's so much to talk about. We could talk about... We've invited all of our friends into the room with us. They're sharing our our portrait, our, our portrait <laughs> of blue-eyed white Jesus. We're giving them our green jello. I literally would kill for some tuna fish casserole right now. Funeral potatoes. Ooh, yes. Right? And some nice rolls with some ham and cheese you can make into a little sandwich. Oh, I wish one of our family members... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to go real dark. And it would have been funny, but then karma would come in, and then I'd be really sad. Yeah, and then it would be all your fault. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, there's lots we could talk about. We could talk about our cousin Tyson's cult, or we could talk about, I believe we decided kickball. Yes, kickball would be a great, uh, example about how Mormons are not <laughs> good if they're us at kickball. Because kickball is so much fun. So much fun. The most fun I've ever had. Kickball. Okay. Let's okay. Just so who introduced you to kickball? How'd it come about? I'm guessing Andrea. Yes. So, um, we were living in Bellingham, and I met this girl named Andrea, who is a dear friend of mine, one of my best to this very day. And actually, that's a really funny story about how we met. I'm going to save that because I'm pretty sure that uh, she'll want to be on an episode with us. Perfect. Um, so, I met Andrea at the co-op. We were both working at the co-op together in Bellingham. And she, we become friends over some hilarious circumstances, and she moves to San Francisco. Her sister um, has gotten a different job, moved apartments, changed cities. And um, in San Francisco, it's really hard to get a, an apartment lease. And so her sister's leaving, and she's like, hey, do you want to take over my lease? You guys are going to fucking die. She's like, it's in the tender knob. It's uh, Polk and Sacramento, 300 bucks a oh month. Oh, my God, that is insane. <laughs> I know, right? And Andrea's like, hell yeah, fuck this Fuck this hick town. I'm out. <laughs> Bye. And Andrea Dude. dropped the mic and she moved to San Francisco into her own. I mean, granted, it was the tiniest apartment. No, I went to that apartment. It was small. Yeah, the tiniest was, apartment. But it was it's on a the studio. roof. It was it was everything. Yeah, for three hundred bucks a month. 
um, in San Francisco, in the best, well, not the best neighborhood, but the most entertaining neighborhood, (laughs) (laughs) right across the street from the Hemlock, like, it was great times, and then the downstairs neighbors, Blaze and Dennis, we all became, like, a big family, well, I'm skipping ahead, Andrea, Blaze, and Dennis became, like, a big family, and then I forced (laughs) myself into their family, like, a polygamous stepchild, and I was like, you're gonna be friends with me, okay? And they're like, I guess, weird Mormon girl. Whatever, Mandy, everyone loves you. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, they do. Um, Yeah, so, so that's, so Andrea ended up taking over her sister's lease in San Francisco, and then um, started meeting all these cool people, and they're... Uh, invited me to come to this party in the Mendocino Woodlands called Kickball Love Manifesto, right? Um, And I was like, you know, it's like a fucking two-day drive to get down there from Bellingham, but it sounds fun, so yeah, sure, I'll go. And I can't remember exactly... Okay, I'm going to start by saying there's a lot of kickball memories that I can't remember. (laughs) Because we had a really good time. Um, Basically, the premise of kickball was, there was usually about 100 people. Um, I'd have to ask Blaze. He was kind of like the the organizer of the event. Um, But there was usually about 100 people there. And it was like all these cabins in the Mendocino Woodlands. It was the men's camp. And then there was a big hall and a giant kitchen. And so we would, everybody would kind of do their own thing. There was one big game of kickball on a Saturday afternoon, and then we would all bring food, and we'd have this big, like, gourmet potluck at the end of one of the nights. And the food was bomb. Like, there was some, it was basically all people from San Francisco who came out to just, like, party for the weekend and escape, you know, whatever was going on and just have a great time with all their friends. So I was lucky enough to be invited to this party by Andrea. And it totally, I'm not even joking with you, changed my life. Totally changed my life. That's the reason I actually moved to San Francisco. Because after I had, I had gone to kickball, I think it was either two or three years. We drove, driven all the way down from Bellingham. It was a, we would, we would drive, it was two days. We would stop in Rogue, um, Rogue Valley, Rogue River, Oregon, and camp in the yurts. And then we would drive the rest of the way down to Mendocino. And I think it was the third year of kickball that I was like, I, I was like, fuck it. I'm moving to San Francisco. Like, you guys are all my best friends now. And we were all very fucking sad when you left us. <laughs> like, I had only just moved to Bellingham. Like, I was really only in Bellingham for four years. And I remember we, me and Tiffany, were gonna, we took a month off of work. Well, I quit, but she took the month off. And, um... We did the road trip to Utah to go hang out with dad and just like go to, we were supposed to go to Colorado, but we didn't make it, whatever. Um, and when we were leaving, like it didn't dawn on me, you weren't going to be there when we got home and Tiffany was just crying. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was just like, she was like, okay, well, bye. We get the car. She just, I was like, what are you like? What is your deal? What is your major malfunction, Tiffany? She's like, we're going to come home. Man, it's just not even going to be here anymore. And I was like, well, fuck, when you put it like that, that sucks. Like... Totally even don't know me. But yeah, that was sad. Well, there was actually, there's a couple of reasons I left Bellingham. And everyone in Bellingham that I love and still talk to, I love you guys and you know I love you. But like, there was like a culmination of events that happened where I was just like, I really, really hated my boss. Um, I had just broken up with like my boyfriend not too long ago. And then he was like already 
basically getting married to some girl who like shopped at my store and I had to like see her every day and I was not ready for that because I did not take that breakup well and you know I just I there was it was just like a perfect culmination of events that was like you know what I'm invited to go to this place with these people that I love this is not working out for me I'm just going to take this opportunity and I really wanted to see what it was like to live in a city before I got too old to enjoy it, if that makes and that any sense. that is fair. You know? Like, yeah. a city is a young person's playground. Well, and I remember you saying that you were at the Eagles Lounge, lounge, uh, for... Eagles Lodge. Lodge, right. Yeah. Um, which I'm, I was still a member of until recently, because I stopped paying $20 a year, because I don't live there. Um, <laughs> if we're New Year's Eve, and if you can, you can almost smell it. Is it basement musk? Old biker type dudes, cheap, such cheap drinks. Pull tabs. Pull tabs for days. The smell of stale beer and cigarettes. Yeah, and that's when you spend your New Year's Eve there. You're like, I can't live here anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was that something was on. It wasn't New Year's, but it was like the Grammys or the Oscars or some fabulous event where everyone in Hollywood was like totally decked out and it was red carpet. And we were sitting on metal folding chairs in the basement of the... <laughs> See, I like that. That's quite... Eagles Lodge. And I was like, I'm not... Gonna... Well, it had been... How many years did I live in Bellingham? That's true. 15 years. Well, it wasn't old. fair. I had just gotten there and you left me. I know. I'm sorry. What, what did I say? What, two years, do you think? We were together for two years and then I you think, left? Yeah. And then I stayed for two more years and I said, fuck this, and then I left. But listen, my biological clock was ticking. I had to experience life in a city <laughs> I don't before, want children. before my ovaries dried up. All right, well, okay, so then <laughs> you had drugs to put in your system. Exactly. I had beers to drink. I had bars to go to. I had shows to see. Lots of live you music. random dudes to make out with. Oh, so many. So I we had gone to I had gone to kickball three years in a row, and I'd met all these amazing friends. I met Dave and Allison and Blaze and Dennis and Dave and oh, I already said Dave, Mike and Alicia and every basically all my BFFs in San Francisco. And we always had such a great time. Cyrus Hunter, Big John, like everybody. Your husband is fine. Oh yeah, my husband Cyrus. <laughs> We're still married. Hi, sugar. <laughs> I haven't seen you for 10 years, but love you. Hope Canada's good. Um, but yeah, we, we had the best time. And actually when we were, when we were deciding what story to do and I was thinking about kickball, I have a couple of like specific memories that I'm thinking of about kickball. One of them is involving you. So I'm going to let you tell that story. Actually, I'll let you elaborate when I bring it up. I'm sure. <laughs> Actually, let me tell you this one first. So well, that's why I figured you should just start from the beginning. Of... I don't remember the beginning. These are, you no... showed up and you started drinking or you showed up and you dropped acid or whatever. Like the, the memories that I have of kickball are in absolutely no, no order. sequential okay. order. Like right. I have flashes of this and I have flashes of that. Was it my first kickball? Was it my seventh kickball? I don't fucking know uh, because so I was on one. a lot of drugs the whole fucking time. I was there. And that's why we don't say last names in the podcast. Right. Y'all know who you are, San Francisco. You know. I'm pretty sure it's going to be real hard to find Blaze. <laughs> Anyways, the story I wanted to tell, this was a funny one. Um, I remember Ryan had come that year, 
Ryan and Michael were dating then from San Francisco, and they had come that year, and we were sharing a cabin. And so Dexter, my little dog Dexter, was probably like, mm. I don't know. Oh, baby. Yeah, six or something six like years that. Old. Six or seven. He was but little. not that old. Okay, so I have Dexter in my cabin, and pretty much Dexter just roams the campground. Like, I just take the leash off of him, and he goes wherever he wants. He always comes back. He goes, He that dog loves food, and he basically... He will go to every single person who's at that camp, and they will all feed him, and he will eat it all. There was one time I found him passed out by the fireplace, by the main fire pit, by the kitchen, at like 5 o'clock in the morning, and his belly was hard (laughs) as a rock from however much food he... Like, his belly was distended so much that I thought I was going to have to take him to the vet because he had been fed so much food that he was just passed out by the fire, just like, yeah... But anyway, (laughs) I don't remember what year that was. But anyway, so at one point, my dog, so my dog Dexter was missing. I couldn't find him. I checked all the cabins. I checked the main dance hall. I checked the main kitchen, main fire. Couldn't find him anywhere. And I was like, shit. And I was like, you know, I I had taken quite a bit of drugs and been drinking. And so I was like getting worried about him. It was probably seven in the morning. Like the light was starting to come up. And so we're walking through the woods. And I remember Andrea, Andrea saying, like, there's a lot of owls out here. Like, an owl probably got him. And I was like, why would you say that? Don't say that. Long story short, by the way, the dog ended up being in someone's car. Like, I found him sleeping in the back window of someone's car. Uh, he thought probably thought he was going for a ride and jumped in there when somebody went to get their beer out of the car and then got trapped in there. So, anyway, the dog was fine. But (laughs) at one point during the dog search, we came across this young man who was passed out on a picnic table. And he was, like, both arms on the top of the picnic table, face down on the picnic table, just eyes wide open and just kind of, like, stuck there. And we came up to him and we were like, hey, man, hey, what's going on? Are you okay? Are you okay? And there was a little vial next to him. And kind of the code of kickball if you didn't know was that if you had the vial with the orange top it was what we called trail mix and that was cocaine ecstasy and ketamine mixed together (laughs) if you had so glad no one ever gave me a vial because i would have taken it if you had the black top (laughs) it was just cocaine um so somebody's vial no 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 powder it all looks the same that's what i'm saying you have to have a different colored top so this is what happened to this kid somebody dropped their vial out of their pocket on a trail and he picked it up at some point during the night and he didn't realize that the orange cap didn't mean it was just regular cocaine and he probably did a whole line of it instead of just doing a key bump or whatever and he was just cemented to that picnic table and we're like you know like you could see the the vial next to him, like, and he he hadn't done the whole thing. He'd only done a line or whatever, but he was like out. So we kind of we took that away. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> like we're for like the drugs, bro. No, 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 not like that. Everyone's friends there, right? But uh, but we're like, you'll be okay. Like everything's gonna be fine. Like we stayed with him and whatever. But it was just like. I'm sure that kid was probably just, like, roaming the trails at night and being like, fucking score, I found a vial of cocaine, and, like, just did a big old line of it, thinking that it was just cocaine. Turns out he had the, probably the craziest trip of his whole life. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a good time. No, it's actually, it's actually the strangest and most amazing combination of drugs. Something about ketamine just, I've never done it. But rubs me the wrong way. I, I think that's the way it is with a lot of drugs. If you've never done it, then 
you have an idea in your brain of what it is, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the way it is. Like, I was like that with cocaine for a long time. I was like, like when me and James were together, I'm like, you did cocaine? Oh, yeah. How dare you? And then when I was like 23, I was like, well, my sister's doing it. I could probably do a little bit. <laughs> and then I was like, well, that's fun. I get to talk really fast. <laughs> Turns out it was basically like free energy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Totally acceptable in the 70s. And then right. Ronald Reagan came along and ruined the fun for Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Mr. Reagan. Turns out it actually used to be an ingredient in Coca-Cola. Fact. So. Well, and again, when it's natural and it comes from the earth. <laughs> and it's super processed into tiny particles. We don't want to talk about the gasoline and everything that it takes to extract it. But whatever. Well, let me tell you, let me tell you my experience with that. So ketamine is not my favorite drug. It's a it's a disassociative, so it makes you feel like your like your perspective and your sense of um, not your sense of self, but your sense of self in relation to the space you're in is all fucked up. So like we would always say you were like when you tried to walk forward, you were stepping sideways kind oh, of a thing. See, I hate that. And it the wasn't thought of that makes me crazy. Yeah, it wasn't that that. My, like you could still walk and you could still function, but it wasn't like I don't know. It's not my favorite thing. I don't. I don't well, like, see, like disassociatives. Like with acid, I wouldn't consider that a d- disassociative. No, but absolutely like, not. That's but like I feel like sometimes I'm afraid that that's what's going to happen when I'm on hallucinogens, and so that's my bad trip if I do have one. So like, being that that's what it is, and that's my fear of a bad trip oh, with hallucinogens. I think there. I would hate. I think I would hate that a lot. Yeah, I don't, I don't particularly enjoy ketamine. I've done it a few times by itself, but I don't really like it. Um, cocaine is actually not fun for me either, unless I'm very drunk. Right. And then when I'm very drunk at the end of the night, it like puts me back to a state where I'm like, okay, I'm ready to drink more, I'm ready to party, right. I'm ready to have fun. If you try to do cocaine sober, it's fucking terrible. It's awful. That drug is meant to be done with alcohol. And then ecstasy, of course, is fun by itself. It's really fun with cocaine, and it's incredibly <laughs> amazing with ketamine and okay. cocaine. Right. So, like, there's something to be said for the combination of those three, but you don't do a whole line of it. Like, you do a little key bump of it right. in the woods at night when you're partying with your friends, <laughs> you know? It's not It's not meant to be uh, knock you flat on your ass glued to a picnic right, table <laughs> Awful, so. But like, can, can you imagine if you didn't know you're at this party with a bunch of people from San Francisco, a hundred people, no, you find that, a vial of powder and you're like, oh, cocaine, and you don't know any better. No, I was going to say, I did what I thought was cocaine with some friends, and mm-hmm. I think it ended up being speed or meth, and I've never done meth before, yeah. and I was like, I fucking hate this. So PSA, if you're going to do drugs, there's Taste inherent... them first. And you wouldn't even know. It would taste like gasoline. That would have been my first... Maybe this isn't my best Those idea. Don't listen to Charlotte. Listen to Mandy. It's true. She does have much more experience. Than There's inherent risks in taking drugs. I luckily have had fabulous luck for the most part. But I'd say the first time I went to kickball was you had been a few times. You were not living there yet. But I was kind of, I was just tagging along essentially. Like I don't, I never got an official invitation. But, um, we stopped in Oregon. We went to an MC Chris show. We listened to a lot of MC Chris oh, yes. on the way down. There was one point when we were like in some woods. We weren't going to kickball yet. We were just on some weird highway. And there was highway a, one. 
dead deer in the middle oh, of the yeah. road. And I saw it, and I was like, holy shit, moved on. I've got this little tiny Hyundai accent. Like, move out inside. So I crushed its skull. We kept driving. So when people, there's a stupid Facebook, like, have you ever hit a deer? And I always put, kinda. And people go, how do you kinda hit a deer? I was like, well, it was already dead in the middle of the road, but I still ran over it. And somehow it didn't fuck up my car. Like, you'd think the horns... I don't think it had horns. It didn't. Have it didn't. Uh, anyways, so that we show up to kickball, and I made the biggest rookie mistake. Got shit faced immediately <laughs> and did all the drugs because I was nervous. Like I didn't know anybody there. I knew my sister, but she knew everybody else. So she was going off and talking to her friends. And I'm the sitting... legend of kickball was too intimidating. It was so intimidating. Like it wasn't intimidating. So here's the deal. People think I'm extremely outgoing because at my job I have to kind of be and then, but at work I, I know what I'm talking about and it's cool, but you put me in a room of people I don't know and I will disappear into the wall as quickly as possible because I'm extremely uncomfortable unless I know somebody there who will stay at my side the entire time, (laughs) Um, which was, I was not about to make her do that. So I show up and then she immediately is gone. So I'm pounding wine. I'm like, oh, my God, 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 delicious. And um, and I had given money to get some cocaine at some point. And so I, as I was chugging wine, and I think, oh, yeah, no, I definitely was before I was high. I was just drunk. I put on the roller skates and tried. So the DJ is in the middle of this, like, roller rink. But it's not a roller rink, but in my it's drunk a dance brain. Hall. It looks like one. So I'm trying to do it, and I almost go straight into the DJ. And somebody, of course, yanks me. Oh, no. And I was just like, sorry, apparently I don't know how to roller skate. Anyway, some dude was just like, hey, what's up, girl? I'm like, what's up? He's like, you want some ecstasy? I'm like, I just can't take something for free. So I'm like, yes, I will totally have some ecstasy. I will give you some cocaine later because I have some coming or whatever. So I took the drug. And I didn't even know how much time had gone by at that point. But Mandy's like, hey, we're going to go walk out and go pick up the stuff. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to come with you because I don't know anybody and I don't want to be by myself. So we're walking through the woods and her friend, I won't say his name, he kept (laughs) looking at me like, what is she doing here? And I, I finally just said, oh, hey, you know, if you're not comfortable with me going, and I totally get it. He doesn't really know me. He should know that I'm Mandy's sister, so... I'm cool, um, clearly. Uh, but anyways, I was like, you know, what? I could just, I could, I'll just walk back, and you guys will just meet me. So yeah, he was like all like it was side eyeing me. He was just like, mm, what's this bitch doing here? And I'm like, you know what? It's cool. I'll walk back. I just didn't want to be. I just didn't want to hang out by myself. But it's cool. I'll meet you guys down there. No problem. And it's dusk at this point. Well, then I start walking down the trail. And then the drugs kick in. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, the stars are awfully twinkly. That's fun. And then I can hear every cricket. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm fucking high. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, how do I? And, and I don't, it magically just became dark. I don't know how long I was. I couldn't have been out there that long, to be perfectly honest. But, like, I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just keep walking down this trail. And then I literally trip. And fall and roll down a hill, oh, no. and there's fucking poison oak everywhere. That's I don't true. know how I didn't get any. I, literally, I was head to toe because it was cold. It's October, right? So I was head to toe in like jeans and a big puffy jacket. But yeah, somehow 
probably rolled through it, didn't get on me, I don't know. Anyways, as I'm sliding down the hill after the roll is finished, it's like, if you could imagine, in my brain, this is what it looks like, is um, the Princess Bride. Oh, yeah. As you wish down the hill, and then once you stop rolling, then you slide. Right. That's what happened to me. And I slid right into the cabin with the DJ. So I just magically, like, I don't know about quantum physics, but the universe somehow twisted around and popped me back out where I needed to be. I'm like, thank you, universe. You're awesome. Um, and so and then I'm sitting there and I'm like, and I was wearing that big puffy jacket I bought specifically so I wouldn't be cold. And I was like, Oh, this feels nice. You know, I kind of hug myself a little bit. And then I look up at the stars they literally are twitching along with the music, like, I know that one. And I'm like, oh, well, that's fun. And then the dude that gave me the ecstasy was like, I have been looking for you everywhere. And I'm like, oh, hey, look, a friend, hooray. Because, you know, take him where I can get him. And uh, <laughs> we end up going down to the kickball fields. Who knows where that would have led to? Hopefully nowhere dangerous, but we nah. were down there. and we were, people are cool. I was going to say, and we were just snuggling a little bit, because I was like, oh, man, hugging really is the most fun. And, like, I, I feel like I had done ecstasy before, but maybe this was the first time. I don't know. And I was just like, oh, great. Anyways, Mandy comes barreling down. Get away from my sister! Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. No, no, it was great, because you're right. It might have gone to a place that I wouldn't have wanted it to go. Who knows? And that's the problem with drugs. Um, but anyways, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think so, because actually, as I remember us snuggling, I was like, I'm actually engaged to be married. Um, <laughs> so I, I really don't think it would have gone to a dark place, but you never know. Um, but anyways, I'm like, no, Manny, it's totally cool. He's cool. <laughs> or whatever. And like, yeah, and then we did a bunch of cocaine. And then I remember again listening to some MC Chris and there was a song that wasn't like it was a little yeah. <laughs> like and yeah. everyone was like, Could you make that awful music stop? I remember that. Yeah. And yeah. then and so anyways, rookie mistake, did all the drugs, drank all the wine, and was so hungry over the next day. Yeah. So I missed out on kickball. I thought it was kickball love manifesto. It's a weekend of kickball. No, it's one day of kickball. <laughs> and I was too hungover to play. And each of the bases of kickball, uh, there's a keg of beer. Or no, I think so the keg sad. of beer is only at one. I think it's only at home base. Oh, I want like to so imagine that it's at every base. I didn't though. even know that. I just wanted, I, I like playing games. I wanted to play kickball and I didn't. But I was going to say it goes to your saying of sober cocaine is not great. Mm -hmm. Well, so I did a... I don't know how drugs work. I mean, I barely started doing them at this point. So, but I had this little thing of Coke in my bags or my little baggie of Coke. So I'm like, oh, oh, I'll just do a line real quick. Chop, chop, chop. And then I was like, and, you're like, and then I'm like, no, I'm just hung over and talkative now. This sucks. <laughs> yeah. That'll only work if you put some alcohol in the mix with it. Then I young. What I had to be like 22, like, mm. yeah. <laughs> But that was my first experience. But I have to say that, so, first day is you're supposed to drink and have fun. I did all the drugs. I ended up hugging a tree. My friend Coach, I won't say his real name, Dave, <laughs> uh, <laughs> said, well, if you want to be my best friend, he was praying on me, go hug that tree. So I get, I, I book it towards this tree. A root comes out of nowhere. I fall. I eat shit. And then... 
Everyone's laughing at me. I get up. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to go hug that tree because Dave's going to be my best friend. So I go and hug a tree. Meanwhile, Dave's girlfriend, Allison, is like, Dave, you piece of shit. Like, <laughs> you go be nice to her now. And, and can I just say that Dave took you under his wing? He sure did. And that's how he got his name, Coach. Because, because he's my drug coach. He's like, you do another not only Not really drug coach. He's your life coach. Is he, though? He's your how-to handle yourself in kickball situations coach. I wouldn't go. Did you have the best time with him? I did have a really good time, but he also made me do lines of cocaine. He made you? That you bought? Shut up. He's like, you you need another I will not have you vilifying your coach. (laughs) Listen. It was a good time. It was a good time. And it was because of your coach that it was. Whatever. He made me fall down. (laughs) Did an ass of myself. I would have done that regardless. Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> Who taught you how to be The fact I had somebody to vilify made me feel better about myself. He's not the one. He's not the one. He looked out for you the whole time. It's only because Allison made him. I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then the next day, so then you have the kickball, and then that's the day you're supposed to do all the drugs, so now everybody's high as fuck, having the best time, and I'm sitting here sober, hungover, but kind of drinking to make the hangover go away. I'm like... I did myself dirty. And no one wants to give me any drugs at this point. I mean, I didn't ask for any, but I was just hoping someone would be like, would you like some drugs? (laughs) But no. And so I drank. And then the next day was hangover day where everybody is hangover. So the way I felt the day before. Really, the next day is what we call the potluck day. The giant gourmet potluck day, um, which is some people's favorite part of kickball because you have all of these super talented people creating like their favorite dish so it's like whatever brownies (laughs) well okay there were pot brownies also but like imagine like everyone's got their favorite dish like the one thing that you're known for it's like every time you go to a party you're like and you're bringing something you're like oh i'm gonna bring my xyz you know my funeral potatoes or my my green jello anyways the sunday day is super like amazing for people like myself who love food more than they love anything else because you have all these people who like there's a hundred people there and everyone there's like a hundred people that have brought their favorite dish to the this giant potluck and so it's like you get to you have to take only a spoonful of everything because there's so much goddamn food but it takes like the kitchen we're talking about an industrial sized kitchen like there's a huge walk-in fridge it's like you know it's equipped to feed hundreds and hundreds of people so anyways. i also want to say that it i don't know it's pertinent like there's no electricity out there there's only two halls that have electricity and that's the dance hall and that's the kitchen but every cabin has no electricity so you have to have like candles and like it's camping and it's great and i want to go back to there it's glorious there everybody um even though there was no electricity, like, everybody really decked their places out. Like, they brought rugs and curtains and lace candles. <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't into the flameless candles back then because I think they were not around. They were not around. Around, but we had, like, real candles. And, yeah, it was really, like, kickball was the, the super funnest time. We, and, like, we talk about taking drugs and whatever. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably agree with us, and you've also done all those drugs, unless you're our two cousins who are, like, mortified I never that <laughs> such a thing exists. But I'm telling you, cousins, you're missing out because drugs are super fun. They're really fun. Like, I totally respect people. Like, I would never do drugs. 
And don't get me, there are drugs you should never do. Oh, yeah. Heroin, don't ever fucking do it. That's meth, a terrible idea. Fuck meth, meth. Why even bother? I would have said the same thing about cocaine. Now I don't like to do cocaine because I don't trust where I get it from. If it was pure cocaine and it was fine, I'd be totally fine with it. But when it's cut with all this weird shit, I'm out. <laughs> you know, it's like almost like drugs should be regulated and legalized and they could tax the shit out of them. Then we would right. always know what we were getting. Exactly. Hmm. But then people are like, oh, but you're having too much fun. We can't have that. <laughs> Interesting. So that's the story of kickball. Uh, that's actually just two small snippets of seven years of kickball that I went to. That you can remember. That I can remember. I'm telling you, I only remember bits and pieces and they're not in any sort of chronological order. But I had the best time, and I ended up moving to San Francisco, and I had a really good time in San Francisco as well. San Francisco has a lot of good people. Yeah. So thanks for joining us for story time. That was fun. It was fun. And um, just remember, kids, drugs are bad. Yeah, and they're illegal, and we were really a lot younger, years and years younger than we are now. Like, 30 or 40 years younger. Yeah, like 90 years <laughs> younger than we are so now. So we can't be held accountable because the statute of limitations. Right. And plus we prayed for forgiveness. And that's what Jesus does. That's true. He does grant forgiveness. So um, you've been uh, you've been at Family Home Evening. You're welcome. With Bad Mormons. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye.